0: Now entering Nerdist.com. Ngày- you made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh yeah. You made it me. weird. You made it weird. You made me. Yes, you did. Me. You made, it, made weird. it weird. Oh yeah. You made it, yeah. weird, you made it weird with Wait. Pete Holmes. You made it weird. Yes you
1: What's happening, weirdos? Uh, we, uh, as I say in this episode, we were due for like a uh, just a wall-to-wall funny one, and Josh Rubin is. Hands down, were the most talented and hilarious people. And when uh, we did the College Humor All Nighter together recently, I was like, you got to do the podcast while you're in town. We both were tired and silly and slappy, so we didn't dig super deep. But I laughed with tears streaming down my face. Pretty much this entire time. So check out Josh Rubin on College Humor. Check out Precious Plum. All all the stuff he does is just so so great, including this episode. I'm so glad he got to come in. Here's the sponsor. Uh, you know, PeteHolmes.com and YouMadeItWeird.com is everything you would need for me. And our sponsor, You Made It Weird, is brought to you by A24 presenting Obvious Child, the movie Obvious Child. It's the hit of this year's Sundance Film Festival, starring You Made It Weird uh, heroes <laughs> Jenny Slate, Gabe Liedman, uh Jake Lacey, G- Gabby Hoffman, and David Cross. Donna Stern, this is the logline, I guess, Donna Stern remembers seeing the condom, just not exactly what it did. I don't know why... That's just what it says. I have, You say the log line. Look, this is a movie with Jenny Slate and these other hilarious people. Obvious Child. You got to check it out. Uh, the Dissolve cheers. It's far and away the most winning abortion-themed rom-com ever made. phone says it's hilarious, heartbreaking, and totally genius. And Film Thread exclaims it's a true star-making performance for Jenny Slate. This summer, choose funny. Obvious Child opens in New York and L.A. on June 6th. It opens in additional cities every week following. Check your local listings or visit obviouschildmovie.com. Okay, that's the script. Honestly, super stoked about this movie. Jenny is one of the most hilarious people in the world. If you haven't heard her episode of this podcast, highly recommend. One of my favorites. And uh, go check out Obvious Child, obviouschildmovie.com. Get into it. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, we can't do it on here. We're recording now.
1: We are? But you didn't say what it was. (laughs) It's Alan Burstyn. (laughs) uh, I have to open with what I said to to the old um, Broken Lizard boys just then on their way out.
0: That's why they That's who those are. They've
1: done college humor stuff. That's why. Okay. I'm not here to introduce people or help people (laughs) realize how they knew. Yeah, we're recording. You're recording?
0: (laughs) This is going to be a (laughs) laugh
2: one. You got a fucking wire on me. (laughs) I walk in. You got a wire on me. I walk in. (laughs) You make me think I'm walking in to have a private conversation. De Niro, it's great to have you on. Well, the the only thing, you know, the impression is really just that it's all the breath. Everything I do is just weird breath. Yeah, that is just that, the breath of everything. But that's Phil Hoffman, too. Phil Hoffman. It's a little deeper. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you can tell the difference. De, De-, De Niro's and uh, and and yeah, Phil Hoffman is <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's incrementally. Uh, uh, it's a little more death Darth Vader.
1: <laughs> I have to, do 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 De Niro do
2: De Niro. Wow, it's <laughs> you know, funny because like what's that, what's that guy's name? Uh, um, F- Frankie? Did what's I his face?
0: Frank? <laughs> who's who's that?
2: Guy, Frank? Oh, Frank Caliendo who does De Niro? You know, everyone who does De Niro is like. Uh, and I growing up watching SNL and everything, you see people do De Niro like really cartoonish. Yeah. But I met him because I did background on uh, Good Shepherd. Huh? And yeah, and he and the Damon vehicle he, exactly. And he chose all of the background actors like by hand. You had to come in, hand him your resume. And on the back of my resume, it says special skills. You know, like can drive manual. Uh, passport Impressions This person This person Robert De Niro And he's like Really quiet Sweet Really yeah, like tired yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking old man yeah. And he's going down We're I'm the last person looking. In the five five people In at a time And I handed him My headshot And he looked All the way down and he's like <laughs> Oh Josh I'm Oh, okay the this Oh <clears throat> the Impression of Robert De Niro I'm not gonna go there ah! He's just like Wow so I just I, I just pride myself uh, on just making a risk really quiet. Uh, like a real one. Yeah, yeah. Just come on down to the Tribeca Film Festival. We'll, <laughs> we'll have cookies. You know, just like, just a really well, sweet, inarticulate what When Bobcat
1: Bob Goldthwait was on the show, he mom. Ma- oh.
0: Well, Willow well, <laughs> Creek, yeah. Um. <laughs> we talked about
1: Robin Williams, like a real Robin wow. Williams impression. No is also... Understand- well, the thing about
2: life is one day you'll be dead. <laughs> I don't know why it's an elephant sort of at the end of everything I say, but... That's the other thing too, but when people do Robin Robin Williams. They just when, go when, crazy when I do them
1: because I do a lot of exact, yeah, yes, I go, yes. You, yeah, right, right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's what, and it's not does. wrong. It's
2: not wrong. It's just but, a,
1: it's a 1980s, you know, live at the Met <laughs> Robin <laughs> sure. Williams. Yeah, yeah. But, but then Bob Gatt's thing was he was like, "That's just wonderful. That's wonderful. Like I can't yeah. even do it." But it was and just it's just
2: really, you know, and, and it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's then, beautiful. And,
0: yeah, like right, saying
1: yeah. something positive
2: and like sweet. And you know, you sort of walk in and the dolphins are all just sort of swimming around and just sort of think, "I love kids." But you know, also, Dick! What? Simba! <laughs> but then you just sort of walk in, you think, you know, divorce is sort of like having your balls dragged out through your wallet.
0: <laughs> Why?
2: <laughs> and he also sits there, just like sort of holding himself, like, well. I, see, I pick up on these little things. I, you know, you, yeah. like he holds himself a little bit. <laughs> like Ray Charles. Like, like, Ray, like Ray I'm G, not, I'm not he, trying re, really to be funny. Is, Ray Charles he holds really himself does, like yeah, that. And, but and, so does Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, hold myself.
1: Wow. Hey, hold on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> <Guacca> Holdy. <laughs> Go,
0: Goldy Han. Well, <laughs> the, uh, well,
2: <laughs> it's a little big for me, frankly, but... <laughs> 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 The moon, like a testicle, hangs low in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) 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 It's like everything just ending with a sound. (laughs) Yeah, but but no, that's sort of the thing. You sort of end up going, Why? (laughs) (laughs) It's always ending with an animal thing. Yeah, but, you know, that's the thing is, you know, the Sistine Chapel actually does smell like feet, you know.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, my Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: everyday Jesus, you know what I mean? <laughs> just just an everyday Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Not like a fancy Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> well, what I was telling those boys was that you're mm. the one of the funniest people alive. <laughs> And it's just. It's just. Thank brutal. you. Thank it's you. Just it, it's so ups- <laughs> <laughs> funny. Funny people. <laughs> Look out. They're gonna kill you. <laughs>
2: funny people. Well, you, know, you just have to sort of watch out because you know they'll be waiting for you.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it's hard to
2: <laughs> one-hour photo. <laughs> My name's Cy Parrish. You, read, you ever read an interview about him playing that character? He's like, yeah, and it's sort of, you, you have a knife, and it's very visceral. I'm slipping in now with De Niro and Robin Yeah, Ame yeah, yeah. Or They're
1: very similar, I'm wow, noticing. Yeah. It's
2: Law and Order. I sort of played Charlie Todd, but different. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I just... Yeah, just do like <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, why would I why make all these sounds? I can't stop. I really, I can't stop. <laughs> Please, I need to go to the hospital. I, I need to get out. I need to get out. <laughs>
0: he's he's burdened by
2: it he's dungeoned oh oh no i haven't slept in at least 15 years <laughs> awake me awakenings me <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> my name is leonard lowe
0: <laughs> what that, i love about you is that you? the character it, from awakenings yes how See, did this you is what... pull that because You I, knew the
1: character from One Hour Photo. <laughs> that was weird. But then you also knew the doctor from Awakenings?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, the doctor was Oliver Sacks. Well, oh! <clears throat> well, I guess that's who her, it was based on. But uh, it, was, it was based on a real character, but Oliver sort of didn't want me to play him for real, so <laughs> <clears throat> I had to make up a different character.
0: <laughs> holding.
2: You holding can't himself. see because
1: it's a podcast, but he's holding himself.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you to be insecure, to be a comedian, but then just sort of go out and go, Dick! Dick! You know? <laughs> <laughs> just the most elaborate sound. Soundscape. Well, we did
1: College Humor, uh, the all-nighter the other night. And I, I actually, uh, Oren, my uh, good friend who directs everything that we do, uh, would laugh at this. But I think that I'm decent at not laughing when we're in, <laughs> in this scene. But I'm wearing my... No, bath. you're
2: very clear focused you're I, really I, like, I can yeah. find
1: it. Yeah. I, you know what my trick is, I what? think of you're made of atoms, and then I try and see past you.
2: Is that what you really do? Yeah, okay.
1: I'm trying to see, I don't know if you've ever taken mushrooms, but uh, when yeah. I when I take mushrooms, I often like will see uh, you get this really weird feeling that there's something behind reality. I don't actually believe that necessarily, okay. but you're like, oh, if there is a screen that everything is projected and on, you just there seem to be with you. The, these weird uh, geometric shapes and stuff behind mm. it. And it. Obviously, it's not behind an optical <coughs> illusion and all that sort of stuff, but it feels very real when you're tripping. And when I was trying to not laugh at you, I was trying to see those shapes. I was <laughs> like, where's that weird Illuminati
2: pyramid? <laughs> that I, that I see it's what just like 33 <laughs> billion little Robin Williams is holding <laughs> themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you try. you try very hard. Yeah, yeah you try
0: very hard, yeah. <laughs> he takes mushrooms, then
2: <laughs> it, it takes the mushrooms in its mouth. It's really bad, Buffalo Bill, but who cares? you so high, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you even good at ripping at them.
2: you yeah, so high, it doesn't it. matter.
1: Wait, is she a great big
2: fat person? But this is the great thing that you <clears throat> get why we have such good bit time together because you actually have seen all the movies. You're like you, you <laughs> get all the references. Bit time. We have good bit time. <laughs> really good bit time. We spend uh, bitcoins together. He come downstairs, it's bit time <laughs> <laughs> That was Mrs. Downfire. I can't even do a real Irish person. <laughs> come downstairs, it's bit time dear.
0: Get down. <laughs> <laughs> Scout <laughs> Pete, you have to come down and make jokes with Josh. Do photography) <laughs> Do your do your Jeff Bridges?
1: Your okay. So that's the story. I'm gonna try. I don't care if we just do bits the whole care. time. I don't care, and I, I know care. you don't care. I don't care. And we're due, we gonna split this up into three episodes. We're, we're due for a silly one, I but I'm on this show. I'm wearing uh, black mm. eye, eye makeup, mm-hmm. and I'm crying, so it's getting in my eyes. So it's like I have a lot of incentives. We need to finish. It hurts mm. my eyes, but <clears> I late. was weep, and it's late. Mm-hmm. I was weeping with laughter because you do. I used to think I could do Jeff Bridges, and I'm gonna my can do, mine you can't first do it Jeff it's so bridges. it's so bad it's so bad I'm not gonna do mine at all I'll do it after you do it I don't know why I'm forecasting when they're gonna happen but the thing is whatever the impression is we've done Phil Hoffman together we've done Jeff bridges together <laughs> when I hear you do it I'm just like nope that's something else But fucking impressionists, you know what I mean? I don't care about impressionists. Funny people, you, doing impressions is actually funny. You know what I mean? I don't want you just, like, saying lines from his movies without some sort of commentary. And that's what you do so brilliantly. It was so funny. Sorry to set it up like that, but now let's do Jeff Bridges.
0: Uh, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pretty uh, into photography, actually, as an actor. But, uh, you know, my dad... uh, Lloyd used to dress up and play in the woods, man, Uh, you know. (laughs) But I'm actually equally, I'd say, in the photography, and I am, uh, you know, an actor, man. (laughs) Buddy, I don't fucking care about what we're going to do. We can just do bits the whole show. You're due for a silly one, man. You're due for a silly one. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. doesn't matter. Robert Duvall told me I, I'm good at Well, I, I do. <laughs> I, Iron Man. Yeah, the thing is, you know, we didn't have a script for Iron Man. You just sort of show up. Jon Favreau's there. He's busy thinking about Jeff. <laughs> Tell you what you said. <laughs> what about the ball cap? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I walked on the, you know, I just sort of said it'd be fun to have a ball cap on. I'll play a little clown. There was no script. I got there and just sort of said, "That looks fun." He <laughs> <laughs> just uh, spray painted a towel. Peach. I had Cat Bardo do it. <laughs> what a good pull! <laughs> yeah, only for only <laughs> for, only for you. us. Just you. That's
2: all. A, all six she's done, members.
0: <laughs> she's done makeup on everything we do. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cat's great. <laughs> <laughs> Cinematography, <laughs> man. <genius>. Cinematography, <laughs> photography, typography, <laughs> typography, geography, geology. <laughs> <laughs> they found dinosaurs with anthropology man but uh you know i light up <laughs> that is the last picture show i'm gonna do
1: but then, then you were doing what oh what brave not braveheart that's stupid uh something heart
2: uh, crazy heart Oh, Crazy Heart? Yeah. Where you would walk in and you'd be like, buddy? Yeah, yeah, when he he, he brings Maggie Gyllenhaal's kid, have you seen a little kid in here? Uh, Buddy! (laughs) And that bad limp. I don't know why my mind just goes to like, oh, he's obviously doing such a great job dramatically. I just can't wait to get out of the theater and walk like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like walk with a limp and scream a kid's name. I just think it's like that's going to be the fun part. And that's what I pick up on. I don't, it's not because I choose. It's just like, oh, that's, good.
0: that's yes. what I'll do. <laughs> Buddy, did you see a little kid in here? I had two margaritas. <laughs> I remember everything you said have you had anything to drink sir well I had a, drink,
2: I had a he, in the movie he had like a sip of a margarita and they're like have you had anything to drink
0: <laughs> yeah I had a sip of a <laughs> it was realistically he said, well I had one sip of a margarita and I lost a six year old <laughs> yeah yeah I, no actually I literally had a uh, very lucidly I had a sip of a margarita and I lost a six year old <laughs> buddy hey buddy <laughs> Buddy. I'm indisposed. He just answered himself as Rooster (laughs) Cockburn Indisposed. (laughs) See, I remember...
1: I've said this many times on the show. uh, When we talk about impressions, which is every 15th episode Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's not that often. But uh, there was a time when I remember thinking, maybe I could do them. Did you have a period like that where you, like... I don't I always say coming out of the closet but like when you like first started trying to do them publicly because yeah. anyone can tell if they're good or bad that's what makes <laughs> them ballsy
2: well I uh I was oh, a fat bro. weird kid, and I uh, really? I watched. Yeah, buddy, uh, buddy,
0: uh, come back! How could you miss him? Um, He's a fat weird <laughs> kid, man. It was a fat one that smelled like um, <laughs> smells like pepper.
2: <laughs> That's I just I'll never forget being in like keyboarding class and just being like, you smell like pepper. <laughs> and I was like, so wearing, like, he, like even that poll, oh, that I wasn't just random. That oh, was no. you.
1: Someone said you yeah. smelled like. Oh, I bring
2: pepper. everything back.
1: I honestly think that that's one of the things about improv and just like spontaneous creativity oh. is you need to like have that type it. of mind. You yeah. live it. You have to live it. When right things are coming which you know. in. And then, but like, you know so much mm-hmm. if you can find a place. I feel like there's a special <clears throat> place. For the riff and bits, where like if you're reading, I'll see a vocab word or an right. analogy or a place.
0: Right, right.
1: When I do crowd work, and I'm like, and then he's gonna go off to Tahiti. It's right. because I was watching a movie about Tahiti exactly. yesterday. Exactly, exactly, right, exactly,
2: yeah. And I, like I, I yeah. would. We just shot this commercial up in. uh uh, Eureka, California. It's like far northern California. I'd never been there before, but like you know, you go on like a hike and like the Trinidad Trails, and you walk around Humboldt County, and you hear st- people talking about stories of how they they go. What was it? Abalone diving. What's the is that the proper term for it I'm probably butchering know. it there's like big shells so but then that's just you know you just like soak that in yes and I'm like not a good like reader like I love to read but I like can't retain any information I got 950 on my SATs. I'm a bad student and you know <laughs> but but like I, got, I pick I up on a, these things I got a, 10, a 1050 Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. No, bad. bad. Yeah, it's yeah. Bad. Yeah, but who, bad. But who cares? Because look, we're here. We're doing this.
1: I, I would like to talk about that a little bit because <laughs> I remember just being like, "Oh, everyone's wrapping up," and just like h- rushing myself to finish. Similarly, like I was too <laughs> aware of like I think I should be wrapping up, so I'd like speed up. Oh yeah, no, go I, faster. <clears throat> I'd lose care. interest. I'd yeah. be like, it's probably C. Always thought other oh, like, would yeah. Well,
2: you know, and you, the fucking, the course of course my mind goes to like, oh, because I saw Summer School with Mark Harmon and the one part when Chainsaw goes C, C, C and just starts guessing. I was like, oh, that's what I'll do. Yeah. But like kind of half subconsciously. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just
1: do that. That's nutty. I'm just like, I don't know. So you're up in humbled and you're not a good reader, but you retain. No, but so,
2: so, you know, so then I was like the other day when I played George R. R Martin on the podcast, it's like, you know, I start going to this riff about like, you know, abalone diving and, uh, God, is that even what it's called? I understand what you're saying. But anyway,s it's like, like
0: it's, yeah, you know, in the murky waters and da 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 But that's saying, it. But it is it. Bombies you have to
2: live your life
1: and read and talk to people. And that's right. Yeah. That's right. You talk to I, I do a lot of talking with cab drivers and stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. to and from the airport and I'm just like, this guy is saying some like real gem. Yeah. I've had yeah. that realization many times where I'm like, if I could do a perfect impression of this guy, it would be so funny. Yeah. yeah. Be so, and you know what keeps happening to me? And I don't I don't think it's fame related at all. They never know who I am. They don't know I'm an actor. But that they they love telling you what their children are doing. These drivers, and then like you get the sense that it might be like so. If, so if you know anybody that's right. doing graphic design, or, you
0: know yeah. what I mean, and I'm like, ah, yeah, my son is a fisherman. Oh. So <laughs> please, please, oh <help>. no, um. <laughs> my son, my son is a, a fisherman. So please, please, <laughs> that got real sad. Oh, please, like, you know, that's <laughs> like the deer and He's doing very well here. <laughs> Mr. Schmidt is doing very. Yeah, I do the nunch from Bastion. Dude, i ain't fucking around. <laughs> Dear Mr. Schmidt, do
2: <laughs> He's doing very well. <laughs> yeah, we can go that obscure. I don't give a fuck who understands what we're doing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dear Undugo, can I tell you, you know how I knew I was doing True. good shit? I'm having a hard time. It was John Leguizamo. I, I would watch all of his shit, and then I would go to school and just say, you know, be like a Latino character, and then I get, got popular
0: somehow. Dear Undugo, dear Mr. Schmidt, Undugo's doing so well. This podcast is going very good. I have never seen Pete up <laughs> this heart before <laughs> everyone is dying of famine and meanwhile you make 35 million dollars a movie oh, oh man oh, oh. <laughs> I,
2: but see it wouldn't that be that a... good if you didn't know who that was then I'd have to be, oh well there's this non-character it's at the end it's at
1: the end the last <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, for those of you who actually seen all of that, Schmidt in the, in the last eight minutes when when Mr. Schmidt is, <laughs>
1: you couldn't have flipped by. She's not in a lot of scenes. She's not in it at all. It's just her voice.
2: <laughs> well, you, you know, went- uh, Melissa Leo plays this uh, African nun. Yeah. <laughs> you it's went not like that. from <laughs>
1: cab driver that like has the yeah. like windy voice. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how else to
0: describe I know it. my please help my son. <laughs> I want you to like- please help my son to Because <laughs> <laughs> I just heard it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do it? Yeah, what am I doing? The air's going
2: out of my the air's going out of the back of my throat, which I'm closing. Out. Oh, I thought you were going
0: in, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that would just sound like
1: a
2: robot.
0: The like fifteen,
1: I'm gonna say fifteen percent of the audience that's seen about Schmidt.
0: I, I
1: love that movie. Yeah, so that yeah, was, I do too. That was a spe- It's one of my favorites. That is a special. Like, handmade artisan sort of key that unlocked a door I didn't even know was there. Like, Zelda. And, like, it was such a gift. Just now. Dear
2: Indu. Dear Indu. Now that'll be, that's gonna be our new thing when we see each other.
0: Hey, P, what's up, man? Photography. Dear <laughs> that even That's not even the line. Like, Dear Mr. Shmandu is doing very good. He plays every day. You're drooling. All
2: <laughs> you can't see right now. Pete, i just drooling and then crying all over our both bl- of our black I t-shirts. Need these
0: tissues. <laughs> I need this. T- I need this. T- I just t- we need to send more tissues <laughs> t- because Pete is laughing and drooling all over himself every day. And Josh, is making him <sighs> laugh and play. <sighs> also, we skinned a rabbit from its head to its balls. <laughs> <laughs> Because you were doing Jack Nicholson. You like, dear and Dooker.
2: <laughs> dear and Dooker. <laughs> I ate a big old hoagie and went on a boat. Do you, get, that's you the, care?
1: That's the breath, too. That was the right breath. No, you deer. just did it. It was like, and
2: went on a boat. I went on a boat. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> It's a lip, it's a lip smack and a breathe, sudden breathe in. But it it's a funny thing when you can actually articulate what it is. Oh yeah, that's a lip smack and a breathe in. Phil Hoffman has a darker uh, sinus breath. Um, I'm dead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when you before before Pete before got Pete got to the all you night did, of the other night you do the podcast you do it before before Pete got to the all night of the other night the first thing I thought is well Pete and I always do Phil Hoffman together and the first thing he's going to say I just know it is i'm dead (laughs) and i knew he was gonna do it we both love phil hoffman i wrote a eulogy basically because i was so in love with him and he's all of our favorites one of my favorite actors absolutely absolutely Absolutely. he's our hero but the first thing i thought to say to you and you said basically we said at the same same time
0: time was i'm dead i'm I'm dead (laughs) well done well do well well done
2: Well done. I, got, I met him. Tell that story. Like, Tell that story. I met basically. I, I met. I met uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman like two weeks before he died, and I was this guy. He this guy was a friend of his. I think they met in AA or they grew up together. He never told me, but he's like, two weeks prior to that, I was on a shoot and I met this guy. And he was like kind of a douchebag, and he's like, oh, uh, do 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 your Phil Hoffman. I'll film it and I'll send it to him. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, okay, hey, how are you? I'm a big fan, da da, da. <clears throat> He sent Phil a video, he's like, oh, Phil really liked that. And two weeks later, I get invited to a party at the Jane for Maker, and it's like, Snoop Dogg and Phil Hoffman are coming, can you believe it? <laughs> and this guy is there, and he's like, you want to meet him? do you want to meet him? And I go upstairs and I'm like ushered past like Snoop security. And it's all really tight. And it's like, keep your mouth shut. Don't draw attention to yourself that I'll introduce you in a few. And I look over and I see, uh, Phil Hoffman sitting there like surrounded by people. And I like try not to stare at him. And then uh, I strike up a conversation with a nice kid from the New York times. And I'm just kind of super nervous. And as, as soon as the, the, the nerves sort of calm down. This guy comes up to me and goes, okay, it's time. It's time you're <laughs> going to meet. I'm like, I'm going to meet my hero and in my head I was I was him in uh, the 25th hour like that <clears throat> That, that lo- those like drums were going I yeah. felt like I was in like you know a Spike Lee movie just like on like a dolly going towards my hero like you know up to whatever Nirvana yes. and, and I walk up to him and all of his friends look at me and they're like "You, that's dude Phil that's the guy that does the impression of you from Very Merry Kate and all that's basically yeah, what yeah, they're yeah. Saying. and Phil has heard of me through Yul Vasquez we had the same agent for a while um uh, mutual friends had sent him stuff he knew who I was and <clears throat> he looked up to at me and, and I was like oh th- Phil it's so nice to meet you I'm so sorry to meet you under these circumstances and and, and he is—he just looked at me and he, like shook my hand and like well done <laughs> well done <laughs> no no well, well done and then I was like ushered out of there Well like, done. sorry Snoop security can't have you up here I was just like well Shut. done yeah, well done I'm dead <laughs> I'm dead <laughs> That's horrible. It's a horrible film.
1: Well, there's something about something so sad. (laughs) Of course. You have to. It's not as sad
2: as... I cried. I cried. The reason
1: why, obviously, neither of us want to come off as callous, but that's a little bit of how comedians have to go at things. Oh,
2: absolutely. I was so devastated.
1: Uh, Of course. Super, super sad. Well, that's a Bill Cosby quote. He says, you can get through anything if you can laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, and we didn't know what we were going to do. It was the first time I saw you since. Yeah. Since <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so we happened. both did it. We oh both man. Did it. I forget what we.
2: going <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, wanna... Yeah, it was. It's oh. happiness, which 16 percent of any population is. Oh
1: yeah. It's happiness. No, 16 percent of the 16 percent that's <clears> throat> seen throat> about. Seen Schmitt. any Todd
2: salons? But yeah. <clears throat> exactly. I want to fuck you.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat>
2: yes, this is that's fucking good.
1: I want to fuck you. <laughs> it still I'm, sounds I'm like
2: gonna, me. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read a book.
1: You see, when you do it, it's him. When I do it, it's me doing him. I swear, no, you, it's, it's different. Very good, and you uh, got the breath too. Uh, <laughs> I think you taught me the breath. I think you're like you oh, gotta yeah, do, do the breath. You that. taught me the breath. <clears> that You know when you were talking about Frank Caliendo, he de- like when people actually do. Okay, so I met Ray Romano. Mm. And when you sit with Ray Romano and you hear him talk, you realize that my impression of Ray Romano is garbage. I'm like, mine is like, oh yeah, living Queens, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And then when you talk to him, he's like, oh yeah, I can't even do it. It's it's he's just so subtle. It's like
2: Bobcat Goldthwait. Just be, well, I guess he right. plays a character, but yeah, no. Right, I know what you're
1: right, right, right. And it's the same thing. Frank Caliendo <clears throat> does Pacino, and he does a Pacino that is so not a typical Pacino. Right. It's an accurate Pacino, which actually I think sometimes people want. The stereotype they want the are right how's his skin son you know what I mean yeah. like southern yeah. he's not
2: southern yeah. <laughs> that's southern we warmer. have
0: here oh you know what <laughs> what we have here
2: you were gonna appreciate this so much and it's so worth me getting this my friend this actor Jeff Arend, uh, who is married to Christina Hendricks and he's he's a terrific actor oh I know him he and I um, bonded but I know we're good friends with his brother <clears throat> he does such a good. Pacino, it is not funny. I'm going to play it for you. Basically, the other day, I randomly texted him because I saw like these bikers <clears throat> hanging outside of an Italian restaurant. And yes. I texted him and I said, can you say this ridiculous sentence about bikers hanging out outside of an Italian restaurant? And this is what he sent me.
0: But all I see in front of me is a bunch of bikers. Eating pasta at a restaurant outside a gas station. That's Jeff
2: Aaron. I mean it's like really good. And then I sent him something back. It was like not nearly as good. I'm so I fucking love impressions. No, me
1: too. Yours is I know so you dude your <clears throat> Pacito's so so good. Cinematographer.
0: Yeah, well, you know, man. Uh, Al's a good guy, small, but uh, you know, Iron Man. I wasn't an actor. They wouldn't want to make me an action figure because, you know, the balder you are, the sort of less marketable. Because sex sells. You want to smoke a Uber? I bought just. I just bought a Canon Seven D, uh, a five D Mark II. Actually, just bought it at B and H from the acidic guys. <laughs> I bought a 32 gig Kingston card. Uh, <laughs> I don't wear it around my neck because it cuts into my uh, sunburn. <laughs> I, thi- I think. I <laughs> think. Well, I ride horses. Uh, crazy, heart. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. And then was a little kid in ma'am. Hey, do you see a little kid in here? <laughs> are we not doing him southern enough? Is he more southern? Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm gonna eat some chicken wings in front of Maggie Gyllenhaal, man. I'm a singer. <laughs> His shirt was open that whole movie. <laughs> you could just feel it. <laughs> I, I pissed into a couple of bottles on the way to my gig. <laughs> why is why is fucking Colin Farrell in this movie? Why is he playing a southern guy? <laughs> <laughs> we are doing mm. movies I've seen, Crazy hard. Uh, <laughs> About happiness, happiness, awakening, <laughs> Awakenings. Awakenings. <laughs> <laughs> we are hitting some. I mean, this is
2: this is only for like.
0: If, if it's only for e- me.
2: Ebert isn't even alive. <laughs> he wouldn't even appreciate this.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh god. Okay, so mm. what? I think one interesting point mm-hmm. we've actually made, which we don't have to make interesting points, but mm-hmm. I'm just no. saying, is. That feeling of the comedian's job is to pay attention. And the, and the life hack to being a more interesting person, not even a funnier person, is to just pay attention. Like, even, I'm so, I don't want to dissect because I don't want to stop the No, fun, I love this. But, like, talking about the camera strap dig, cutting into your sunburn, mm-hmm. that's because you see that, you remember it, and it's like a mental picture. Right. But then you can find it fast, almost faster than you can think of it. You know what right. I mean? Isn't right. that the feeling of there. being on a run?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. It, it's just, for, I mean, for me, I don't I don't even, you're not thinking about anything. I know you're not either. You're just like, it's like a grab bag and you right, have all these different right. things. And then, you know, you go to, okay, here's my Phil Hoffman bag. So I got the breath and this and that. But then you have the, then you have everything else that ever happened in your life. Right. <clears throat> and those see, details that make everything funny. That's like what we specifics, learn. Specifics. Like, you know, Specifics whatever. make things. Specifics. It's yeah, absolutely right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that, that that's in uh, Truth in Comedy. I remember there's a part about Mike Myers. He would always say, pass the Heinz. He wouldn't say pass the ketchup. <laughs> Ooh, right. in an Past right, right, right. And honestly, one of the things when I would be going over monologues for the show, the writer's assistant would attest to this. I would always yell, specifics! Like in a fake. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't angry at all. Yeah, we yeah. were having fun. But I would be like, you can't just say, like, go to a movie. Right, right, right. You have to say, go see, like, Must Love Dogs. We're
0: going to go
2: see... Yeah, right. Exactly. One fine day. But the thing is,
1: honestly, I'm always bringing up presence. I think presence is one of the keys to happiness, and I think it's one of the keys to creativity. But when you're waiting in line or or you're in traffic or whatever, it's not that we need to be, like, Jason Bourne-esque, filing everything and being like, isn't it weird that the state motto of this... But you just... There's something about paying attention, and that's what's so delightful... (coughs) about a comedian, I think, any type, is that they're showing you something and you didn't even realize... Like, I've seen about Schmidt, <laughs> I'm telling you, 25 times, <laughs> and recently. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought to laugh at that woman's <laughs> voice. But then when it is sent back to you, mm. what you've done is you've validated existence. <laughs> you've been like, I got it, I know... That's, that's why, like, you know, what's the deal with airline peanuts? Oh, that's hack or whatever. Mm-hmm. But before that became hack... We were all just eating tiny bags of peanuts. Right, you know what right, I mean. Right. And then when it was presented back to us, we were like, "That guy's right. That's why we like
2: uh, we like being reflected, mm-hmm. and we like reflections, and we like oh yeah copies. Of them. <clears throat> oh yeah, of course. Do you think? Do you think that to that degree that like comedians, all comedians? I mean, all good actors are too, but comedians are." They're all good observers. Does that mean that every comedian is is, a, is an observational person or like maybe, Probably. maybe like kind of like an existentialist or something?
1: The, either that. I mean there might be some examples. Maybe the more one-linery guys might just be like brilliant. The math of right. jokes, some of them are just like really good at the math of jokes. Like Don
2: Rickles or something.
1: But you also have to have some observations yeah, in yeah. there as well. I, I was thinking more of like a Stephen Wright, but Stephen Wright was so – Observed so, so much. Yeah. I'm thinking of of like more of his derivatives that maybe. I'm honestly thinking of nobody famous, just like that go up and and aren't necessarily (laughs) observing.
2: Are you. So you. And obviously you are this type of person, but do you consider yourself to be that type of person? And do you also feel. Observational? Yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. In fact, that's my favorite. That's my favorite compliment is uh, one of them is when someone's like, oh, no one's ever. No yeah, you that oh, you before.
0: really picked up on that. Yeah yeah, man. I love that.
1: And and I
2: love that about You probably see that in other and obviously you do, but I, I was thinking <clears throat> but like t- today even like driving in my friend's car yeah, I think like all, most people are bad drivers, and there was this, like you know you could just uh, just a piece of a car behind another, and I was like, if that car turns, it's gonna be bad. And she, and she goes like, oh, don't go, red car, don't. Go. And I was just like, wow, you're really good. I just like yeah. was so like abnormally you know like motheringly like excited about that observation that she made. Yeah, I thought it was
1: so specific. And well, when detailed. you see it with other people, <clears throat> I mean, I think curiosity and uh, and like an insatiable desire to to learn <clears throat> and to and to witness. Is is one of the keys of life. Mm-hmm. That's why why aren't we present? It's because we feel like we know. I've been in this room for thousands not thousands, but like many, many how many episodes? We've done two hundred, so it's almost a thousand hours. So it's like <clears throat> it's crazy to think that I have nine thousand more to go to be good at this. Is that true? Is that well, what, that's just the Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I've also I've talked to people in my life. I don't know if that counts. Anyway, but like I've been in this room so many times, so like. Uh, it's like, um, fucking your wife. You've been married for 10 years. Mm. You're not, you're tuning out a little bit. That's, Mm. that's the beginning of decay. (laughs) But one of my favorite new agey spiritual kind of things that you don't have to believe anything new agey to, to appreciate this is you go like, if all we have is the moment, this is the first time I've ever hosted a podcast. You know what I mean? It's the first time you've drank water. The more you can remember that it takes away a lot of the tension of living. Like you're in traffic. If you're like, this is all there is, that is the beautiful thing. That's mm-hmm. when traffic, I always use traffic as an example, but opens up. Mm-hmm. That's when you catch yourself noticing the sky. And that's what's what makes comedy pleasant. Comedy, in performing it, forces you to be present. Mm-hmm. We have to listen and mm-hmm. we have to engage. And acting, I have to imagine, is very similar. It also forces the audience to be present for a moment.
2: Is that what brought you to Matt and Warren, that you Obviously, you guys work so brilliantly together, and you're such a strong trio, but, you know, Matt McCarthy and Warren Brimmer, who obviously, you, you know, front page and, and on your show and everything, yeah. you guys, you, you, must, oh, you must appreciate that about them, or... I do appreciate that about supplement them. ...supplement each other's... There's something about people that you know...
1: Uh, one of my favorite things with people is if you're having dinner in a restaurant in New York, and... Uh, you go from loneliness, you start feeling alone because you know that there's a table two couples down and the guy is just like, yeah, I just just, just love, I love tea. I'm a tea guy. I don't like coffee. It upsets my stomach. You know what I mean? And you can hear every word he's saying. Mm -hmm. It's not obvious, but Mm -hmm. you can hear him. You picked up on him for some reason. If the girl or the person you're with is like, I guess that guy likes tea. You just feel you go from loneliness and right, despair right. to like, oh, I have a, right. a confidant, and that is how I feel with Orrin and Matt. Mm-hmm. Where Where did it start uh, for you? We were talking about you being a doughy boy mm-hmm. and you smelled of pepper. <laughs> were you smelled how? Uh, how, I bet it's how
2: long were you? Were you uh, portly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't like a big kid, but I was. I was. I was like a, you know almost uh, the the. Um, travel shovel boy uh but i <clears throat> i don't know i guess it was like some combination of m- my mom and dad having really you know like poor upbringings and wanting just like oh well we're just going to give the kids anything they want <laughs> uh, uh, twinkies why not sure twinkies ho-hos and orange juice and chicken noodle soup oh really like, like, yeah and it was like you know like the whatever, the comforts of yada, 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 not to get into astrology, but I'm crazy about it. And I'm also Are from you really? Woodstock, New York. I'm a Cancer and you know, your mom is boy and a little homebody and you, you know, you're like food and the comforts of, of familiarity. Yeah. I, really? I'm, I'm like crazy about oh, it. Oh, good. Well, this is the weirdest show on
1: earth. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I, I don't like talking, I don't like talking to normal people. I realize that. Yeah. I was like, it can be fun every once in a while. But, um, yeah. so tell me, uh, where did you
2: get that from your parents? What, the astrology yeah. No, actually, my sister, who's a musician. You're from Woodstock? Uh, I, think, I, think. I was born in D.C., but I grew up in, uh, for the most part, in Woodstock. My mom grew up there, but we lived in Maryland, probably until about I was, I was eight years old, and then we moved to Woodstock. Uh, and uh, yeah, she grew up there, and um, hmm. my sister I love just Woodstock. got into it. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's amazing. We used, uh, it's when I, I was used. married, I w- we would go up maybe once a month, yeah. every other month.
2: Oh, uh, that's it's great. Yeah, because we, were great. in the city. It's just You just pop yeah, right up there. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I got that. So I got that from my sister, Rachel, and she was just like, you know, she's, she's Older? always been in that kind of stuff. Yeah. Th- my brother and my sister are nine years, my senior and half Japanese. So when I tell people <laughs> that they go, Oh, I can see it. They look at me. Wait, oh, are, I can are see you it? half Japanese? No,
0: not at all.
2: <clears throat> no, they go. Oh yeah. My brother and my sister's name is Rachel Yamagata and Ben Yamagata. And they go, oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I can see it in you. Yes. I can see it in you. Josh Rubin. <laughs> I'm a dumb robot I can process and it just but it's that funny thing where like you know my my mom you know had sex with a Japanese guy in the 70s and it was you know hard to find Mrs. Yamagata because they didn't think she'd be white and it, she was um, but anyway she was really open minded but anyhow yeah they're nine years they're nine years older how'd I get there anyhow they're great your mom <laughs> had sex in Woodstock with a Japanese man or oh, she I was in I think it was in DC, DC. Yeah,
1: she was, was in DC yeah. so had sex with a, a Japanese man mm-hmm. and then has your your brother and your sister and then
2: she she leaves was she married to him or was she real him she oh she was she was married to him yeah as far as as far as I know my dad I think this is why they've been together for so long is your mother Jewish no, dad is so Dad's Jewish My mom is a Christian scientist But she takes medication So Mary Baker Eddy would I feel like I'm Robin Williams right now Jeff, she's a Christian scientist But uh, more like a Christian Dior scientist <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls his mom for real I'm pulling that from real Robin Williams biography that I read Really? Yeah, he called her Christian Dior scientist which Wait, is, what is it? Christian Christian <laughs> Dior, like the, uh, I don't know What is it? C- like perfume?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about observational! Uh, wow, what a bull! <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, 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 what a
2: bull! Yeah, so Mary Baker Eddy would sort of be like, "Don't." <laughs> <laughs> so she took medicine, which is a no-no. Yeah, yeah, she did, but she just you know likes the lessons, and it's a, it's a Christian science is a you know I'm not a religious guy. It's a beautiful philosophy. It basically like good is not everything and every experience. Um, anyhow, uh, no, I'd want to hear more. (laughs) That's all I know about it. But everybody,
1: all we think we see the Christian science Mm -hmm. reading room and we're like, these people love quiet rooms to sit and read. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And everybody makes fun of them, which is what draws me to them. It's one of the reasons I'm so interested in the Mormon church, for example, or the Latter-day Saints Mm -hmm. is because, uh, of their persecution, how, how, uh, mainstream Christians, I guess, I don't know how to say this, right. but you know, non-Mormon Christians really like are afraid and put down and sure. they're persecuted and people, people's families break up and stuff. Right. I think Christian scientists, Jehovah's Witness, <clears throat> Hare Krishna, these are all like uh, divisive, you know, things. They're yeah. dividing people. So I want to know Whatever you know, that's all you know. They believe in well, goodness I, I
2: know that it's, and the, no medicine. I, and the, then the sort of yeah. And the, you know, also when I tell people I'm a Christian or my mom is a Christian scientist, like she was a Scientologist. That's crazy. Wow. Well, yeah. Cruise. <laughs> but um, no, it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of a, a pretty thing. It's like you know, you I I used to think oh they 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 don't want you to take medication because it's God's will and God's will yeah unto you. And you know if if you get sick, too bad. You know yeah. It's it's really that the idea that like all. Of, God. I'm not religious at all, and I never. It's fine. About but but You're it's in a like...
1: safe, place. <laughs> safe place. Safe
2: place. In a safe
0: place. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I a was. Village. What? <laughs> I was laughing when you were talking because I was thinking oh, about it's the pre- voice. Of, yeah, it's saying. Yeah. It's Christian science is a beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about it as the nun. Manduko is very happy. <laughs> very happy. Well, jump and play also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Men with guns call me cockroach. <laughs> um. just, just, That's
2: from *Hotel Rwanda*. Then I picked that one. Just stop this
1: podcast if we you have haven't to. seen yeah. *About Schmidt*. Watch the entire you movie. Just cut
2: that part out. Oh God!
1: No, 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 no! I'm just kidding. It's the best part. <laughs> I'm just saying everyone should watch it. They should. And then realistic <laughs> And then re-listen Somehow yeah. forget that we yeah. did that. I don't know. So anyway, they believe no medicine because
2: it's all, all children are beautiful <laughs> in the eyes of God. And um, you're perfect the way that you are. Even if you get sick, even if your time's up, even da da da. And then the other sort of piece of it is that there's good in every experience, even the ones that are perceived to be bad. I like, think I probably butchered like most get, of that, like but get, get, getting a disease, so you're trying to like wipe it out, and they're like, no, that's. I think that's... any Christian scientist listening to this might be like, you know, their shoulders might be going up because I hope I'm not butchering it too much, but that's essentially the idea or what I picked up on it that I do like. Yeah, sure. That if I were to be a religious person and, and follow something, I, I understand why my mom does. And you know, reads the lessons, the pamphlets that come every month, and you read them. You get new pamphlets every month. I think so. I it's think like she a subscription religion. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. How many volumes do you have now? So were um, you no vaccines? <laughs> oh no, I had I had all of them. Although I didn't have uh, chickenpox. Did you ever get those? Was I that did. A thing? Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, you hear about parents that expose them yeah. to the other kids. That's that's my brother had them, and
1: my mom was like, "Why didn't you sleep with your brother tonight?" Yeah, One go, of the creepiest. Go play. But apparently they all say it's terrible you're when great. you're an adult. But I don't know. It seems like they're just, you know, playing God.
0: Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it as Jeff Bridges. Flowers in the Attic. That's a creepy movie. <laughs> Actually, uh, Lloyd, my dad, used to make Bo and I uh, <laughs> play together. Because <laughs> uh, Bo got it and I didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm immune. Yeah, dad uh, made us play. And, uh, No. <laughs> When you were growing up,
2: were your parents funny? Did you get any of that from them or was it your brother? No, where
1: was, where did this come from? <clears throat> I don't
2: know. You want to bring
1: my. You? Well, I mean, my dad's a ham and my mother, like always making jokes, <clears throat> always making jokes. Yeah. Uh, and my mother uh, is a different kind of humor, but, you know, we read the funnies together. Yeah. And everything. Right. It was important to be funny in our house. Uh, but looking back, I mean, like I, I, was, I was raging again. They didn't get along too well. <clears throat> my parents when I was growing up. So I learned how to entertain out of almost like fear. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And then the other thing that I really think drives me as strange as the sound is guilt. Like I often would get a feeling growing up thinking that you're bad because you're jerking off all the time or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, I still to this day, I've actually kind of learned to use it. If I do something, uh, let's just say it's never anything huge, but like I watch a a porn video that seemed uh, degrading. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's say it was something like that. And I jerk off to that. I'll be funnier uh, that day because when I see you, because of all my childish supernatural sort of God is watching, people know, there'll be this childish part of my brain that's like, I need to – Make sure Josh laughs at me and thinks I'm good because I I get my feeling of good from the outside. I don't do that anymore, but there's remnants. That's why I'm a big self self love person. You have to, like, you gotta gotta jerk out to something degrading and then still be like, (coughs) yeah, I I still love you. I love you. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Obviously
2: that's, that's, so, so that's where you get your drive from. That makes a lot of a sense. A little bit. Where, yeah, where did it come from for it. you? That's a good question. I think, well, it was such a loving, supportive, wonderful family. And no one got, you know, like torn apart in front of me or anything by any werewolves. Uh, <laughs> certainly. certainly. <laughs> Welcome to the Transylvania Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no one got torn up today. <laughs> most of them are comedians because they've seen you know most of the community get torn up. but No, I. Uh... <laughs> so much Watch of the out. community is torn up. <laughs> Watch out! If yeah. you want
1: your kid to be a comedian, right. send him to send the him Transylvania to School.
2: You will get torn up, then you can go to the bar after and look if around. If he's and say, not
1: torn up, he'll be very funny.
2: He'll be one of the hunters. You can walk into a bar and say, I'll kill him. Um, (laughs) I'll kill him. (laughs) Josh said as he held himself like Robin Williams. Um, All right, so we have a couple irons in the fire.
1: We're going through the narrative of why comedy, you you were just saying. Mm-mm-mm. And then also the story of your mom in astrology.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so for me and why comedy, I don't know, it was just always in my bones. I always just like liked, I was just like a, you know, weird little wacky kid. and and, and the, It wasn't just, it wasn't trying to make people like you because you were doughy and not until not until high school because kindergarten through kind of whatever, like third or fourth grade was very much just like being kind of a nerdy kid and you can go home. My mom's rule, my dad's rule was just like, it wasn't a rule With the idea was in the house you can do whatever you want curse throw spaghetti at the wall be crazy which none of us ever did it was a very like clean lovely house we weren't gypsies or anything but just, the house is a safe place and then outside of the house you say please and thank you and you're a polite kid a nice guy and da, da, da. so that really? was that, that, that's my yeah that's my kind of background but then when you know <clears throat> you then you grew up that way but you get on the bus and, and a bully makes earthquake sounds when you get off the short bus oh. and you're just kind of like oh, okay I guess I'll you know I need to find something Something to, to to you know latch onto. So it was like instead of going out or you know hanging out with friends or what. I didn't have a girlfriend till very late in high school. All that kind of stuff. I think just because I was shy I didn't have the self confidence or whatever. But you know a kid like that turns on you know Spicarama on Comedy Central and sees John Leguizamo as one man on stage or Robin Williams as one man on stage, one person on stage, killing. And I, I watch those guys and things like the A List and like Premium Blend and like I I just dove into comedy when comedy central as a network came out i just like that i was on it all me the too, time and snl too. with yeah and hartman every, i probably every snl but the heart you know obviously the hartman age the golden age and and all that but but then it was being able to take that and then go to school and whenever you know anyone would like give me shit or you know like th- call me a name or whatever i i would just you know do like I would just channel john leguizamo and make all the kids laugh you yeah. know right and, and that was a really awesome thing like i would just do it like latin you know whatever like Shantae character or whatever or, or like you know, like I would even watch like Martin and do like yeah. you know whatever like Shaneane and like you know random like I guess it started with like funny female characters like in living color and watching like these awesome comedians do these you know wacky characters. Yeah, I remember so <laughs> much of comedy
1: growing up is is co- copying other comedy. I was just thinking about well, completely that, where completely. I was like we would go
2: fire Marshall bell yeah and yeah. people
1: would just go nuts
2: yeah absolutely it was huge I mean, nobody I, was
1: like that's not your material
2: yeah I, yeah exactly because when you're on the playground every 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 kid, every friend of mine was talking like Jim Carrey, probably for two years. A lot
1: of them still are. <laughs> still I actually are, yeah. notice if you observe people being funny, uh, whether it's on stage or in life, you can often dissect their influences. It's not necessarily something I. Absolutely. It's like you noticing mimicry and stuff. Uh, it that's just something I do. It's not yeah. to judge them. I'm no. like, oh, little sprinkle of gaff again, yep. a little sprinkle of uh, Brian Regan, a little. This is just me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding.
2: But uh, those are influences of mine. Yeah. But, but sure. yeah, go on. Um, but that, yeah, that was it. That was that was the beginning of it. And I said, okay, well, comedy. Not only is it something I love, but it's something I can use. And I'm just gonna now I, slowly but surely you get the confidence. You know, a, a pretty girl says, "Oh my god, you're so funny," and like touches your arm, and then yeah, you, you, you build up on that. It's right. like you know, gaining like whatever coins in Sonic or something. You're just like building, you know, building yeah. up your whatever. Rings. Rings so. Yeah, and then as soon <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> building up, well, you got to build up your rings like Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> For all the 16% of the 16% that know about Sonic out there, I know it's a lot of people, but why not? You ever go to Comic-Con?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> come on down to the tribeca film festival we have cookies <laughs> please <laughs> you ever see that video of him where the director is like having him do a tribeca film festival like promo and they're like that was great bob can you do it a little bit bigger just just a little bit more enthusiastic and he goes i'm not selling ca- no i'm not selling cars here i'm not selling cars here Vin- my vinnie and i my my directing partner and i always just Whenever we get any kind of direction, if we're ever acting, we just go into that bit. That.
1: <laughs> no matter if it's good or bad direction.
2: I'm no, no, I'm not selling cars here. No. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, fantastic. That time. As far as the, the astrology and all that stuff goes, I get – and to a fault, I think I had too many really accurate books and like relationship books that break down signs by weeks and stuff. So I – Dude, you know I will look up if I meet someone. I, I you're an Aries, right? I think mm-hmm. we talk, so. I, I these are the things that I remember about people, and we only talked yeah, talk about that once. I don't remember telling you that <clears throat> exactly. And I, you know, I, I think anyone I ever meet, any any girl I ever hang out with, or whatever, I always look them up, and then I get a little heady about like, oh well, you know, she's a Taurus too. So and there's only three versions of Taurus, and, and we're only supposed to be friends and not spe- supposed to end up this way. And da da da. And I get like. Kind of heady about it, really. But I also I also think like, oh, this is great, and this is why I observe that we're this way together when we work together because um, of this and this and this of these qualities in astrology. And well, most you, people look at me and like, go oh, fuck yourself, like, sure, da-da-da-da-da. but
1: but you you know it after the fact. It's like you know I'm an Aries, and then you're like, and then you go, oh, that's yeah, why I Pete think, and I are good at bedtime. Yeah, but like, does it go the other way? Do you go like, oh, me and this guy are a bit time. He's probably an Aries or a second.
2: I never, I never really guess. I, I'll, you know, like it's usually like I I go back to the the girl thing. Like if I'm like, oh man, you know, this my my girlfriend currently who you know I met in February. One of the first (laughs) things I asked her was like, oh yeah, and when's your birthday? And she. She's like, Why, are you into astrology or something? I said, No. <laughs> and and she told me her birthday. And first of all, her birthday is my ex girlfriend's birthday, like exactly the day. Mm. So I immediately get heady and I'm like, Oh my And then you start looking for qualities. I got but it. they do have fucking similar qualities. you know, there's just a weird little and obviously she's a very different, much better person all these things, sure. but but it's like I I I don't know, I kind of let that, not rule my life, but I let it, it's kind of like, if I, you know, if I don't have, if I'm not a religious guy, I'm kind of like, go to that. Is there, can you explain,
1: somebody, okay, so I dated somebody uh, that was big into astrology, and she told me uh, a couple things. She was like, well, there's a science for everything, and she's like, and astrology is the science for how people are or something probably i i am trying to help people who are just like it's all hooey because right. there's a lot of the a lot of the world believes in astrology and uses astrology right i'm going to uh, Back in some Deepak Chokpra thing. Right. And they were like, when's your birthday? Because that's a big India thing. That's a big uh, meditation. That's how you get your mantra and all right. that sort of stuff in TM and in other types of. It's all based on astrology. So you're not alone, obviously. No, no. Why I... do you buy it, I guess? <clears throat> <clears throat> well. I'm gosh. not putting you on
2: trial. No, no, honestly. No, not. Oh, no, God, why? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like. It started with, I think, probably something to the tune of my sister giving me some kind of book, or she had a book that I read where... where Did she give you squid candy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ah, no, ah, this is all wrong. I interrupted your story it's all for wrong. A, a Japanese candy jokes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I've never had. It's the one thing I don't know about. I know Pocky Sticks. Anyway, but um, it, she, I, I think it was like that first moment when you read something or you just identify with something that says this is you so and then I think every every actor every comedian every performer is like a little bit selfisher I think benefits from <clears throat> being observed and being sort of told their qualities are being kind of analyzed. I think that's a helpful thing for, especially for performers. Um, because, oh yeah, because yeah, we're we're you know ego driven to a degree, but we're also I don't know we're observational beings and yada and yada self
1: observational,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And and it, and it satisfies that piece of the palette. So the, the 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 catalyst for me was reading. I think this this very accurate pat you know passage or something about like people that were born the first week of um or sorry that the the you know the week at the end of June when, you know, I think the 22nd through the 1st of July or 4th of July and I'm born there. I'm June 30th. So, you know, reading about that version of my sign was like, holy shit, it's accurate. It Sensitive, moody, but humorous, musical, all these different things. And then like relationships, this and this and this and this and your greatest strengths are this. You're too aggressive, slightly, you know, whatever, manipulative. So can I interrupt?
1: Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So
2: the people that were also
1: born at the same time as you, you think they're also that way? They...
2: Yes, but not. I mean, not, not, I think I think blank. That's blanket, the answer. I'm looking for. yeah, <laughs> I, I I really do. I mean, not not you know exactly, not my personality, but 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 the traits. The the you know I I know someone who's born two days before me who is just as aggressive, just as kind of like, incredibly humorous. Sometimes can't turn it off, and all, all these different things. And every single day, your your sign. As I'm learning, it's not so blanket that there's slight shifts in personality and things that, you know, um, change about the person. But, but, but there are these commonalities, these through lines to each of these versions of yeah. an astrological sign. It's just like, it, it just can't, what is that book? What was that book? A uh, sun sign moon sign was the one that made me go, okay, this is, this is fucking crazy. You look up your, your year and your day and like the time you were born and that's like fairly accurate and those are just profiles. And then the secret language of relationships was the next one that fucked me up because you can look up, you know. It, they break down signs by you know the weeks down to the cusp and all this stuff and there's a profiles of all the date of all the um, the exact days, <clears throat> but you can also look up the exact birthday of you know someone that you have a crush on and someone that you know or you're courting or your girlfriend or whatever and. and look yourself up and match them in the book. There's a, there's a, there's a couple like a famous couple, like, Oh, Mick Jagger and this person who were uh-huh. together for this long. Da, da, da. Your best quality is friendship and your worst quality is this thing. And then it goes through, you know, what the
1: relationship is yeah, typically like. That is
2: appealing. Yeah. It's total it's totally appealing. And, and yeah, I'll show people and they'll go, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> really? Or they'll go,
0: yeah, it's good. But
2: I mean, aren't they, isn't everyone this way? You know, doesn't everyone feel dreamy? Well, it is interesting.
1: I I did see a study, uh, because I love all this sort of stuff, uh, where they gave all these people a a horoscope. Mm. And they were like, uh, this is based on your birthday and the information you gave us. Do you think it's accurate? And Mm. er almost everyone raised their hand. And then they were like, "Okay, pass the pass your piece of paper to the person behind them." And they were right. all the same. Right, so right, right. Exactly. Yeah, the and same. they shoot
2: their hands up. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's this there's there's just this other weird thing. Why I I, I don't know. I, this might have something to do with it. I think it does. We're made up of what <clears throat> seventy some odd percent water. The Earth is made up. I believe or, it's between seventy and ninety. Percent. Seventy and ninety, yeah, and yeah. then the Earth fluctuates. is fucking seventy and ninety or whatever it is. So or seventy covered in eighty percent water. Yeah, and you could, and 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 then you watch something like the what the bleep do we know, and these people are like projecting negative energy at, like, water molecules. Ring the bell. You You're the
1: first person that you brought that up. I'm always yeah. the one that brings that up. I,
2: I, it's fucking crazy. Like, water molecules can change based on projecting your energy, but it makes sense because if – if I call you a dick and I don't mean it, there's right. something physically. Well, a chemical in
1: change you. happens. In a- me. I just felt. I just felt it in my you, stomach. You, a little bit. Completely, yeah. Because I don't like being called a dick.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but but there's that. It is kind of a weird thing. Like, yeah, okay. The the molecules in me shifted, and there's just, such a thing as like van der Waal forces in chemistry when just two objects pass between each other. If you're standing in front of a train and you feel that energy, is there's energy everywhere and molecules, and then you hear on the other sp- split flip side of that, people talk. About spirituality and ghosts, and yeah. you know, like electromagnetic energy, and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, there's something about all of this that right. ties everything together. And then recently, just to, it was my last like hoity toity kind no. of thing. But the, the, <clears throat> the no, theory no, that because no, <laughs> we're no we've talk gone up, we've gonna gone gonna from Indugu to ghosts. <laughs> but the theory that someone brought to my attention the other day, she's uh, a good friend of mine's mom. <clears throat> The theory that she, – she lived in Connecticut and they, they were saying maybe the house was haunted and they were you know, telling stories about when the kids were young and, oh, I'd hear noises and this and that and the other thing. And <clears throat> she was saying – it just blew my mind because I'd never heard this theory maybe you have that all time is linear so that when you, know, when you see what you think a ghost is, it means that that time is happening exactly Right. As you know, you're at, not at seeing. Present. You're not seeing something that happened in the past. You're right. seeing something that's happening right now. But you're just like sensitive to it, or there's like right. some sort of shift and right. whatever. Yep. So and that was I was just that's like, another oh God, thing that, that cool I bring fucking fucking up on this show all the show. Do you time. really? Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Good. All right. So I had it explained to me like rings of a tree. So th- this is the 1800s, and this is right. 2014, and they're all happening kind of at the same time. So you're just kind of seeing a break sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that that stuff resonates with me right i we've had people on the show wonderful people uh, that i completely respect and can even partially agree with that are like no that's Huey. i'm like i get it but uh for some reason it, it just it turns me on either it's right. because i want it to be true right but right. you know what I, I was actually just thinking about this i was like i can't believe i haven't brought this up on the podcast and maybe i haven't i just forgot but when i go home <laughs> this is this is weird i love it already i know it's the name of the show when i when i go home to my parents house and i did about a month ago. Uh, And I sleep in... uh, Where are they, by the way? They live in Arlington, Massachusetts. Okay. And I I sleep in the same bed uh, in their house where my cats died. Okay, this is... I I, I love... Just uh, just, just, um, just buckle up. So this is a classic kind of cat ghost story uh, because uh, you'll see. So every time I go home... and You loved these animals. Yeah, it was very close. I I like cats. I I like dogs. I like animals in general. Uh, So I had a a good rapport with these cats. And I, every time I go home, and I'm telling you the God's honest truth, I'm never thinking about it. I'm never like, oh, I wonder if Clem's going to jump on my bed in the morning. But, like, almost every morning I feel exactly I'm woken up by a cat jumping on the bed. There are no cats in the house. And it doesn't freak me out at all. I'm completely awake. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you were dreaming. It wasn't like that. I feel the cat jump on the bed because it wakes me up. And then I sit, stand, lay very, very still, and I, you know, feel it crawl over to me every
2: time. Every you time. Go home. And
1: if I don't reach out to it or move or something, I'll even feel it curl up next to me. I know that sounds bonkers, but bonkers. But here's where the good ghost story punchline is: is I go, mom, uh, I think Clem, because I don't know, my mom doesn't wouldn't be freaked out by this or Right, I mom, I think Clem is jumping on my bed. Is, is Clem haunting this house? And she goes, like, I hear him all the time. He's always running around upstairs. And my mom is not crazy. <laughs> and he died a somewhat traumatic death in that house. Not not super traumatic, like trapped in a like, horrible position. He just passed away right, in the basement right, right, right. with his brother laying on him, purring. Very, very sweet story. Oh. Uh, so... I realized that faced with something that is so up my alley, I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah. I don't even really think too much about it. I'm like, yeah,
2: that yeah, you just—it's so cool. You it's you're, just, you're, that you're, you're just oh, you're gonna let this wash over. But it me. happens
1: every time, and every time I go, like, oh right, that I forgot about the ghost of Clem. <laughs> I
2: that forget. Is bonkers. Isn't that weird though? That so, I mean, but that, I don't
1: know what to do with that. I mean, like, what do you do with that? I, t- I told Kumail and Emily, and, you know, Kumail is, is very skeptical, and he's just like, that sounds like hog shit. Yeah. And Emily is, uh, you know, maybe more polite. I don't know.
2: So I don't know about that stuff, but I'm with Take you. Take a Tylenol PM and then jerk off.
1: Uh, yeah, just, I know. Just, just <clears throat> fucking pee it. It's not true. <laughs> it There's no fucking ghost It doesn't
2: fucking matter, dude.
1: Um, but here's the thing I was going to put to you about astrology and all this stuff. I'd like mm. to talk about all that stuff. Is uh, So the girl that I dated mm. that was uh, super dupes into astrology – Um, met me, I think, on the anniversary of her and her last serious, like, super serious boyfriend. Uh, So we met at uh, the Improv, and she came up to me, and we were talking. And so right right there, if you're skeptical of this sort of stuff, I understand that you could be going out trying to meet somebody on the anniversary of the day you met, especially Mm. if you're a kooky girl that's into (coughs) that sort of stuff. So right there, that's not that compelling Mm -hmm. to me. But so she meets me. We ended up dating for a little over a year. But the thing that's crazy is we meet on the anniversary of when they met, and we have the same birthday. And you had the same me birthday and as and the guy him? had the same oh, birthday, and his last name was Whole something. It was, like, spelled very similar. I mean, the first three letters were H-O-L. So it was, like, really, really weird. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. For the first, you know, like, through the honeymoon phase of that relationship, I was just really enamored with this person that... Right. Knew so much about that stuff, and I was like, "This is blowing my dick off," because she'd tell me stories, you know, about astrology, uh, predicting her own birth and stuff, because her mother was an astrologist and all this sort of stuff. I mean, I don't want to get too into it because those right. are those are her stories, but. Right. Right. You know, really compelling, interesting
2: stuff. But yeah, you, but that sits with you, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to let that sit, and I'm you're kind of addressing it in like a you're a yogi like way, which is great. It's just sort of like, <clears throat> yeah, this. What do you do? What do you do with it? Yeah, it, just kind I, of- I will say that I I'm finding
1: I like Brian Green. Uh, he's a physicist. Uh, came on the show, and he would say all of this is 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 hog shit, just like Kumail. And there's a delight that I get in that too. But then there's also a delight that I get in being like. Yeah, maybe there's a cat, a ghost cat. I mean, it sounds preposterous, <laughs> of course. but like it's also preposterous that that those coincidences lined up in that way.
2: I just, I think we both know too many logical, practical people that have gone like, oh, you know, I put a vase on, you know, in this part of the floor, and then it was knocked over, and there's no way it could have happened, right? Or and you know, I f- or, or I feel something, or I saw something that, like, and you've heard it again and again and again through history,
1: right? You know what it, it is for me is it's UFOs. If you look at the eyewitness accounts of UFOs, it's tens of thousands. I mean, it's it might even be hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. I reference this all the time because it's one of those things. I think there's a quality to our brain, essential to our survival, that hits delete on shit that is just bumping up against right. Our, our, right. our
2: beliefs. Right, right.
1: Uh, and I understand that. And here I am doing it. I watched this thing. It was on the History Channel or something. It was the top 20... Uh, best eyewitness UFO Mm -hmm. stories. And some of them were, we saw a ship, it looked like it was the size of Texas and it rolled over the city at at about three miles an hour and everybody watched it. And, you know, back in the 80s or something. So (laughs) I don't know why there are no pictures of it. We see right there, that's my own skeptical brain. But then they interview the mayor, they interview the news people and all these people are talking about it. Okay. So if... Hundreds of thousands of people are reporting, seeing UFOs. Right. They can't all be weather balloons. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, And uh, we even have friends, uh, or I, I don't know if you know these guys, and I don't want to say their names because mm. they're kind of sensitive mm-hmm. about it, but they saw a UFO mm. in, in Brooklyn, and that's come up on the show as well. But then, it, you have something? Oh, I just know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's come up before. I don't know why they're weird about it. But anyway, or did we talk about it on the podcast? It doesn't matter. No, no, he doesn't want He doesn't like talking about it because he saw what they're they're the Dorito ones. It's three orange lights, yeah, uh, and it's a triangle, and it floated above them and then it zipped away. So, like, what the fuck is going on here? I understand the appeal of when Brian Greene says that's that's hogwash, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I understand uh, the appeal of someone saying maybe it's a military thing that they're not telling us about. And then I also understand the appeal of someone saying, like, yeah, uh, they're UFOs and they're darting in and out of
2: this dimension. Well, you t- I mean, you talk to, you know, I'm sure we both know that, you know, Brian Green, I have an astrophysicist friend who's just like, just a phenomenal dude. He's just like, you know, the, the Earth, there's just no way that there's just one of this things mm. in, in a universe that just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And on and trillions and trillions and trillions of the same types of whatever right. formations and – Combinations of whatever oxygen carbon, all that bullshit, and the also, the other thing is we don 't know we, we actually don 't know what else is out there and and you know and, and there have been. Accounts of people who've seen things and feel felt things and been abducted and all this shit—it's stuff that I'm so fascinated with. But I, I mean, I talk to I talk to guys like that, and I'm just like, I think like, okay, and even like a guy like Sagan, like just like, yeah, it's possible. It's absolutely right. possible because it just goes on and on and on. But and on.
1: then also, similarly, people that tell stories of being places and feeling like they were looking through someone else's eyes and mm-hmm. they leave their body and they have a vision of something that happened at that place. I'm just one of those guys that I'm like. Yeah. You know what I think it is, Josh? I actually think a lot of my beliefs, a lot of my concerns and a lot of my uh, interest in touchy-feely mm-hmm. stuff is because every night I go to bed and I have dreams and, we ha- and we're and we reminded mm-hmm. of these things that feel like other dimensions, that feel like mm-hmm. other places, mm-hmm. that feel like living inside other people. So every night we're getting like, you know, I sleep a good amount. So I'm getting like probably six hours of deep REM sleep, where I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. every night. I forget the majority of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I do remember my dreams, I'm like, holy shit, that was so right, real to right, me. Right. I remember that. And that moment you kind of go, did this thing happen? Did you experience that thing? Exactly. Someone
2: I dreamed about? Did you have this?
1: So, did we do this? So every night I go to bed and I'm reminded of these impossible seeming things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, and it, it, I'm even one of those people <laughs> that could be like convinced that when you're dreaming, you are doing some sort of travel. Sure. I'm just that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, Uh But but that's also you know I, I wrote I wrote this I got up and wrote this down this morning. I was like I think that's where my fear of heaven and hell comes from because every night I feel like you die and every morning it feels like you're born again. And every sometimes you go to bed and you have a nightmare hell and sometimes you have a Ooh, dream interesting. That, that you're, so you you pleasant. look at it that way heaven. I just mean I think that's what keeps reinforcing the idea gotcha. that if you're living a good life if you're if you're surrounded by love and family and right. golden retrievers you're probably going to go to bed and have some pretty sweet dreams right. about those types of things if you're harboring all kinds yeah And right. if you're like an evil person right. doing evil things and putting garbage in yourself you're probably going to have some more fucked up dreams right, right. when I play violent video games I'm so much more likely to have a violent oh, dream Of course yeah uh, that's that's just obvious but I think that's what keeps reinforcing this idea that I'm like, oh, maybe there is something when I go to sleep forever. There is some sort of dream like uh, response to this. Where how how on earth my consciousness could be doing that once I'm dead? Who
2: knows? Did you hear that theory that when when we do die that we could possibly keep dreaming forever? Did You've you heard hear, that? Did you hear? Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. The, 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 the theory that when, when you do die you could be in a pers- Buddy, you're in a perpetual state of dreaming. <laughs> when when you die but i don't know how that how you know how much i can maintain if your brain is running away but ooh, i don't know then you think about energy and all that kind of stuff i don't know dude i had a sandwich at Langer, so i'm just kind of like <laughs> i plateaued about 18 minutes ago dude life is a flat circle
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you did a fucking killer people people out
1: here <laughs> that's how yeah
0: that's god uh, he had a ledger People um, out
1: here they don't even know answer
0: that world exists. Hands on your head. No. <laughs> <laughs> Told me about grandpa.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> when was the last time a, a, a big
2: guy <laughs> fingered a woman on HBO um, hung? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the answer is hung. All right. We've gone off the deep end there. Let's talk about love. I so love you have, it. You have a girlfriend. I do. Oh, How do you insane. meet her?
2: I met her at a party that um, the company that reps my, my directing partner and I um, – I met her at a party they threw for us at a place called Bungalow in Santa Monica and she was just so beautiful and so LA-ish and I just like looked at her and I was like LA-ish meaning like a beautiful blonde girl I was just like, I don't know, chubby kid inside of me doesn't think she'll come up and talk to me sure enough, two seconds later, hi, how are you? nice to meet you (laughs) (laughs) I am so nice to meet you (laughs) my pussy is so dry um (laughs) (laughs) My pussy has so much sand in it comes i come, my yeah. This is a joke Thomas Middleditch and I, this is that carrier we go into every time we see each other. My pussy, <laughs> no. <clears throat> Talking about how dry it is? It's so untrue, undri- but, but sexy. Yeah. Oh, my God. My nipples are just completely chapped and just like falling out. Oh, oh ow, ow, ow. <laughs> it hurts when I, ouch. It hurts when I, I part. Bobby, don't! <laughs> <laughs> my breath is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> my knees literally have glass and like fiber, like fiberglass. Like it's gonna be hard to fix this. <laughs> I like I'm I am mean, John McClane. Like I crawled on my hands and knees. I'm like there are a terrorist in the building. <laughs> you have <Ow>. a gun. <laughs> oh, I have a gun now. <laughs> There's the ballet dancer playing a terrorist, and he's after me.
0: <laughs> I have a gun now. <laughs> Where is Denise? <laughs> Where oh. is Denise? Al- Alan, Alan Rickman.
1: That's what Nick Roll Nick and I would do, Alan Rickman. He's like, it sounds like he just drank a big glass
0: of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a bubble over my throat. <laughs> You should not look here. They were beaten. Comes Christmas.
2: We
1: <laughs> meet me and Pat Walsh. I always used to do Alan Rickman because <laughs> it was always garing somewhere. Yeah, Mister Potter. <laughs> and then, but then he'd be calling him on everything, like brushing your teeth, <laughs> Mister Potter. And then he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm about to yeah, get that." Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm brushing my teeth. Stop
1: popping out of nowhere
2: and <laughs> narrating what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: Mr. That's Droopy the dog, right? Anyway, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. No, I, I'm crazy about it. Here's the problem. I, it's a long distance relationship. But LDR. the cool thing is, I've been, I've been flying. Oh, she to lives LA. out here. She lives here. I, I still live in New York. I, I'm, I'm going to come out to L.A. very soon. But it's just like it's a yeah, tr- tricky thing. What do you doing well, Vin and I, uh, my partner Vince Payone, we have we have a sort of – we're a directing duo. We're based out of New York. We've been directing a lot of commercials, but I also like acting. So I'm just like, oh, man, I, I love both. I want to have both. It's just tricky because we're getting things going and it's going really well. Uh, that's why I'm out here. But I, I think I'm just going to like – just keep going and try you know without you know fucking that situation over I'm just gonna keep seeing where this goes Dan doesn't
1: want to come to l a um i don't
2: I don't know I think I think he would i think he'd probably uh enjoy it at some point I, th- I don't think he's done with New York, but I'm like now I'm kind of like oh man l a yeah yeah I'm actually fine the first the first thirteen times I came out here, I hated it, yeah I thought sure. I thought it was gonna normal. See, like Danny Glover like you know be shooting at a predator, I just had no idea <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh but yeah I think it's anyway so it's been going very well and and um I, yeah you you kind of like now that I, I don't know if it's like now that I'm 30 now that I'm on my whatever like third long, like long term relationship or whatever but like you get to that point where you're like okay so I I hear the things that I did to either sabotage a relationship or that you know was called out every time I've had a relationship by the fourth time with dating in between, I finally understand. Okay, so I can be a good person by doing this, this, and this, and this. And you have to be attentive, but also be yourself and not change for another person. I think I'm finally like, sort of being, um, yourself, being real. Yeah, I'm finally. It's finally settling into me to like, okay, now I understand relationships. Now I have the wherewithal to understand how they go. I've read, you know, um, uh, codependent no more. Oh God, uh, want a new new world. No, what's the guy's name? It, uh, he's got Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, I've, I've like the power read about. Now. Yeah, like I've read. You know, sh- sh- whatever. Like I'm, I'm, I now feel sort of armed enough to. Eckhart to Tolle's remember.
1: got some amazing. Yeah. I, I'm also seeing somebody long distance, and I just emailed her uh, Eckhart Tolle. That's quote. so
2: funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. just like his whole thing, about like, his relationships are relationship relationship privilege, and it's great. just like nothing's meant to last forever. And it's a pretty, you know, it's all this stuff. And yeah. it's kind of like, you know, and she, and but she the thing, was, one of
1: the things that he said that I, that really blew my dick off was that he said, uh, he was like, real love, um, uh, doesn't hurt you or something. He's like, how could it? Something like that. Right, it's like real right. love doesn't cause you pain. How could, how could it, you know, something like that. Yeah. Talking yeah. about, talking about like when we fall in love, we get glimpses of what he would say is our natural sort of right. state and our birthright and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, but at, at the end of the day, it's often this, like, kind of perverted and, and right. prostitu- prostituted version of love that, that is gross. And
2: yeah, turns, it is. And turns into hate very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a really good – so weird. This morning I was reading this, like the, – the, the it was the uh, an article. It was called, like, The Six um, Toxic Things We Think That Are Healthy for Relationships. And, like, one of them was, like – you know don't change for or or yeah it's like you know don't change for another person which it seems kind of obvious i forget what the the phrasing was for the for the bullet point but it was like if you if you change for another person or if you feel like you need to change as a person then you're you're that it's cause for the uh, the person you're with to sort of fall out of love with you you're you're you know you're, you don't have to change and and do all these things you didn't do before for them you should you know maintain your independence and do all these other cool yeah. things but but um i uh if you're trying to find
1: i used to i do Eckhart Tolle he's really oh, easy to it? do have you ever heard him speak?
2: No. Oh wait, maybe. back I, I couldn't. You're gonna
1: be. You're gonna. We're gonna do a cartel. It's one of the easiest impressions to do.
2: It's just like sm- a smooth. Fella.
1: Yeah. The rest no, that's of Rob. That's the Rob Bell. <laughs> I'm listening to <laughs> Rob Bell's voice. Here we go. Uh, oh, it's him. It's him. That's him. It's <laughs> the Bell. Relationships are
0: Check a privilege. Two.
1: No, that's not him. The way out of pain. That's not Herzog. him. That's not him. Is it? No. Shut up! I don't want to read. I I want to hear his voice. Isn't it a question of learning to live with them? If you find them, wait for it.
0: The greater part of human pain is unnecessary. Of
1: human pain, I did not. He was German. As long
0: as the unobserved mind runs your life. As long as
1: the unobserved mind runs. This fucking app sucks (laughs) a dick. If you made the bookmark app, you you made an app that sucks (laughs) a dick.
2: I will. Talk it, in circles again and it's again. It's still
1: playing. <laughs> Fuck you, bookmark app. I paid a for an app that would keep it's my place so in tiring. my books. It's still. I
0: closed it. I'm sorry, please, we can't cl- stop. <laughs> we won't stop. We won't stop. We won't stop. I <laughs> closed the app. How is it still playing? Because fucking, it's, it's Steve Jobs is a
2: demon, dude. <laughs> if you have consciousness in your mind. It's like that. Keep
1: going. You were talking about your girlfriend.
2: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I'm just. I'm excited to, to have a long term thing.
0: I'm excited to fuck <laughs> to be fucking again without having to worry about STDs. Because it's sort of the thing about when you're dating, you don't want to get herpes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Did
2: you just hate dating isn't that just a horrible thing did you ever do the online thing Are you like you, can you even I didn't do oh, the oh. online thing no did you I did tinder for a bit and that was really degrading <laughs> I deleted it after like, the eighth person went oh that's for sex right <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh wow that's for sex right it's tinder it's kind of like going oh I want to fuck um, <laughs> it just gives up well tinder that's kind of like I want to be an online dating <laughs> my daughter zelda <laughs> my son calling my son's Zach. Uh, <laughs> the thing is josh read the autobiography almost as much as the snl one so he knows everything <laughs> is it good his his but yeah. andy andy duggan man it's very really good yeah yeah andy really? duggan i think d-o-u-g-a-n yeah he wrote oh, De Niro's it, too Do it's again.
1: not an autobiography then
2: it's a biography it's a biography yeah uh cool what, what what about your? How do you meet um, this lovely young lady? Uh, I I always Wait, are, are you you are dating? Are you yeah yeah yeah. Department? I'm also doing a long distance. Yeah. Not
1: not as far as you though. You're 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 as far as you can possibly. Where is be. she? Uh, she is San Francisco.
2: Oh okay. Oh so that's not bad.
1: bad. Yeah, not bad at all.
2: Easy piece. Easy yeah. Easy piece. I would have found that fine.
1: Yeah, super easy. Did um, you drop
2: the L love the L love word yet? mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you wait? This is such a personal question. I though. get into it pretty quick. I do I too. Always- <laughs> do you say it first? The first time dude, I said I say it first, and the first time a girl told me first, the only time, I cried my eyes out. I was like I was probably I was twenty one or two, but she told me first, and I said, What did you say? And she said, I said I love you, and I just went, I, uh, oh, weird, weird. Uh, I, I love you too. It was just like poured out of me. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was just like, like if you know, finished like sleeping together, and she's, oh yeah, m- m- I love you. What? <laughs> <laughs> I said I love you, and I was like, oh, that's good, that's good. <laughs> I <love> You too.
1: <laughs> it just like I was just dissolved. Did you date that girl?
2: Yeah, yeah, we were together for a few years. That was like, you know, a, a younger relationship. And now now this, you know, this other girl's just like, Well, I, I just told her like the you know, the eighth time we hung out, basically. I was just like, Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I love you. <laughs> well like, I love you.
1: You know what's funny is like I often I find love for people pretty quickly and I'm happy about that yeah. about myself. I like that. I understand you have to wait until you love a person a certain way mm-hmm. before you tell them. When you usually say I love you in a relationship, typically it means Uh, I'm in love with you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be at that sort of place. Uh, Otherwise, I've had relationships where you're like, oh, I love you. Like, you just say it, like, casually. But when I drop the, like, hey, and I try and make it a thing that you remember. Yeah. Uh, I had a girlfriend once that I gave a ring uh, that I knew she liked when I told her I loved her for the first time. Because I was like, I'm tired of forgetting it was disturbing you me mean that
2: forgetting the forgetting day, forgetting you when
1: and how you first said I love Interesting. you. So I was oh, like, "You're I, good. I, I got a little gift. I was pretty proud of that yeah, one.
2: You're, you're, you're a romantic, yeah. I, I try was. to. Wait, but... Oh, sure. You,
0: you just take your dick
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go, go
0: <laughs> down, Simba. Oh.
1: So love is good. I'm, I'm, I. To be honest, I am like worn out from laughing so much. I'm so, so tired. Much.
2: I had like a. Are like you a sandwich at Langers? And I came here. and We laughed.
1: I feel like. <laughs> did you really have a sandwich at Langers? I did. So many of your characters also just had a sandwich.
0: Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I
2: don't know what that was. <laughs>
0: I can't even do a character anymore. I just had a sandwich. Do go He just had a sandwich song- at Langers. Which is the first meal he's had? We, we have to end. We have to end. <laughs> How many hours have we? Been We've gone?
1: gone ninety minutes. Yeah. I just i I feel myself trying to, to interview you, but I'm like, there's more we could do. Doesn't Let's matter. do this. Let's do it again. We'll do it again when you live in LA. Oh, I love
2: that. that do. We'll great. do a part two. I'm sure we'll have seen a different movie by then. I'll do my robot voice.
1: We'll do a part two. I just didn't. I, I lost all my energy to de- Devil's Advocate and try and argue against your new agey theories. I like. I'm like, yeah, I love those. <laughs> and I just wanted to do voices. Oh, good. Can I'm glad do- you have a girlfriend. I could ask you about your worst breakups and that what does, you've learned. I love I just, that. God, I'm so exhausted.
0: Good. I am too. I'm tired. Let's fucking get, Let's out, get, out, of get here. out of here. God, I'm a milkshake. I'm Will so- you
1: just tell me what you it – so, it sounds like you're like <clears> me, <throat> but we always end with God. Tell me what do you think is going on? Obviously, you're open to things.
2: What do I think is going you can, on? You can look
1: at it like: Do you believe in a conscious living God, uh, some oh, sort wow. of deity? Do you think we're living inside of God? Mm. What do you think happens when we die? Is I don't think. I don't in?
2: think there is a God. I think there is only. Uh, I'm a, a militant believer in karma. If if I throw a gum wrapper in the garbage can, it bounces off and falls on the ground. I think that's something, and I don't pick it up and put it back in. I I think maybe I look for it too. That something just as bad will happen to me. So maybe it's just like a slight trip on the sidewalk. You won't face plan or anything. But you know, hmm. if, if, if you do something... When the, if that were true,
1: though, again, people that... Because I, I, I'm i hip to that as well. Mm. That sounds a little uh, paranoid as well. Mm. Um, so that, that... It is. That oh, it could it, it be... But, and
2: I probably look for it. But by the same token, like, I know... <clears throat> Littering is bad. For ex- I keep going back to littering, but <clears throat> some people just like well, smoke, throw the cigarette on the ground. But but they'll there is a karmic I think thing that happens and builds up with people that even do that and just like becomes this you know there this routine of doing something that's like hurting whatever the world around them. Maybe it's like too hoity toity Woodstock of me, but like you know there are things that you're not conscious of, or some people aren't conscious of yeah. when they do that type of thing that. Slowly but surely, insidiously, kind of, yeah, comes back. Like, whether it's whether it's a cough or whether it's you know you get into just it's just a slight fender bender that's just annoying. Yeah, like there are things that when something negative happens to you, it's because. You need to wake up about something, whether it's like you're, you know, I don't know if it's like whatever's out there is punishing you, but anyway, I think that everything, everything happens for a reason, karma, and that's pretty much it. There's no bearded man or woman sitting on a cloud and doing that whole thing. I never believed in that, but I, I believe in fate and karma and all that good what stuff. What
1: about kids born with <laughs> cancer then, or something like that? That is that the karma of the parents? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I didn't even like asking that question. Yeah. I'm not going to put you on the spot and have you answer that, but. It's, I hear people going like, okay, you throw a rapper on the ground. Right, what about right. a war criminal or, or, or people that we know? Right. Uh, you know, I don't even want to get political here. Cause no, I, we yeah. can. Yeah. But like, if it was like, oh, a lot, a lot of people think someone like Dick Cheney is an asshole. I, right, don't, I don't even right.
2: follow and, and, that stuff. Shouldn't yeah. he
1: be doing worse? <laughs>
2: I mean, he's probably not doing that great. Like, with between the surgery, the bad press, uh, you know, a, some sort of complex relationship with his daughter and everybody right. hating him. I don't think he goes to bed at night dreaming of, like, you know, horses and candy. Maybe maybe he has nightmares every night. I and mean, he's also ugly. He's an ugly man. We're handsome, so obviously we're doing well. I don't know, man.
1: No, I understand. I, that, that's, that was a tricky question. I'm, I'm just I'm Who, so, and, I'm so tired.
2: No, it's okay. But that that's what I think. That's what I think. What about when you die. Lights out. Uh oh man, I don't know. So afraid of it when I think about it. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to be. I I like to think that um I don't know. I have no idea. You like to think there's some extension of your consciousness. In of course, a pos- I, in a we, positive way. we all do. I'm, it, it terrifies me to think that you're going to forget all this when it lights are out. That you that everything that just happened, you will never retain. That it's gone. It's uh, you know the book will close and it's going back on some shelf in the universe, and then it starts over and you're some someone else, something else, and you don't remember anything else. And yeah. you're Starting out the the idea. That idea is kind of terrifying to me. Just like you think of like, oh, you got to do it, do it again. Mm. Um, and also, I guess kind of nice. But yeah, that's that's a scary. It does thing sound
1: maddening. Think. Like McConaughey, time is a flat
2: circle. <clears clears throat> yeah, again. yeah. What do you? I mean, what do you think? Again, what, again. what happens again? Again, uh, I'm my own hero. Uh,
1: you know, I don't even know, man. I.
0: I don't even know, man.
1: I do think there's something uh, that seems to make sense about recycling, even even consciousnesses, that we might come back. And and there is a lot of evidence, albeit anecdotal, some of it, uh, I I think— it satisfies me, some of these studies that have been done uh, in Malaysia, for example, mm-hmm. talking to children about their past lives and stuff. Uh, you can dismiss it pretty easily just like you can those eyewitness UFOs and, and even sometimes I do too. I take great comfort like when Brian Greene was on. I was in a good mood for uh, like a good week just being like, that's it. I'm carbon. I'm electricity. Mm-hmm. I die. It's over. Fucking A. I love it. And there's other times, like just today I was driving around and I was like, what if we do get reincarnated? What if we get reincarnated as animals? And then I'm like, fuck, what if you're a cow? You get milked your whole life. You're made, like, genetically pregnant your whole life. You're on your feet your entire life in a stall. And then they murder you in front of your friends who are also being murdered. That's fucked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think about it all the time. I had a really disturbing dream the other day that I was in a house with Patrick Walsh and Oren, and there was this monster, and it was understood that the monster wouldn't leave us alone until two of us were dead. It's crazy. It's a good horror movie. This was my. It dream. is a good horror movie. It's a good Jesus horror movie. Christ. So me, Oren, and Patty, who love each other very dearly, were like, what are we going to do? And I, this, this was one of the scariest dreams I've ever had. I was like... This was oh. recent. It was two nights ago. And I go like, okay, you could smother me with a pillow. And I think Oren can do it. Like, Oren sees things through. And I was like, he'll do it. And I was like, don't do it. Like, I, I was freaking out and all this sort of stuff. But we... It was one of those fucking nightmares where we knew we were like, if we yeah. don't do it, this thing's going to get all of us. So two yeah. of us have to die. It was fucking terrible. Oh, God. At the end, uh, I died. I died in the dream.
2: Who survived, Orrin? We
1: don't, don't know. I don't remember who survived, <clears throat> but I remember thinking very distinctly it was the sort of thing... So we were in this room, and we had weapons, and we were going to wait for it. And I was like, it's going to lure us out. It's one of those types of things, like the T-1000, that's going to mimic your mother's voice perfectly <laughs> and be like, hey... I'm I'm just looking for my son, and then make you think. Come home, John. (laughs) 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 And then you have to go out, and then you see your mother, and then it turns into a monster. I don't know. I am ending this just sharing a terrible dream. No, I'm asking
2: you what you think. Yeah, is that that
1: is that dream is a death anxiety dream? Is me going like. Is there a bad thing waiting for me on the other side, yeah. and also just not wanting to? Yeah, but it's it's to not to like this is die. all
2: very hedonistic. I mean, it's great. Like we all have uh, super ups, but it's also super down too. So it's like, oh, so on the other side is just more down. Mm. So I think like I don't know, everything maybe balances out the idea of I, I, I don't know what to make of you know all those um, those episodes of whatever it was sightings or what have you when someone would. You know, see, like, die and see light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. Yeah. That's happened several thousand times. Well, there's a lot say. of near-death experience. All then. the near-death stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what, what is that? It sounds pretty positive. And people just say, eh, man, I remember feeling really calm. And there's this great book called, actually, the thing about life is that one day you'll be dead, which talks um, a lot about how <clears throat> when you get into your old age – I think he – the author had interviewed like a ton of elderly people including his father. It was like part science and part kind of biography of his dad who was like an older guy who was working out every day and very health conscious. And his dad said – I think through all the interviews he did, <clears throat> when you're in your 80s, 90s at the end of your life and your last weeks, if it's not some premature death, god forbid, but you're ready – You've oh you're looking you got your kids that does seem the you, way you, it you're it just goes. kind of like yeah I'm ready yeah yeah you know my
1: my parents of- are actually very morbid and they with, without yeah. hesitation will say things like. If they're, if I ever uh, am this way or this way, just pull the plug. Yeah. They, they love talking yeah, about it.
2: Yeah, my parents, too. It's like, <laughs>
1: whoa. And I, I, that's one of the things that breaks my heart sometimes about some old people, uh, when you do get that sense that they're like, uh, I'm fucking done with this shit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. But
0: they are. I mean, like, it's oh, kind of good. Oh, I fought in a war. I had a threesome. Uh, you know. <laughs> 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 hey, buddy. <laughs> buddy, I had a threesome. fought in a war. I'm ready to go. Yes, I thought those old people were just ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> they were ready to die. Take <laughs> out a... your dentures and take me a grave. <laughs> and take me a grave? <laughs> take me a grave. <laughs> I had a threesome. I fought in Korea. I'm ready to die.
2: You just – when you're like – what is it about hearing that? It just makes you go like, oh my good god. I know that person. I've seen <laughs> – you know when the, someone like that old falls and it's just like every every part of your body just like completely – just splits. You're just like – that's horrifying. Oh, when you hear an old person fall backwards, it's like, oh god. How much of it broke? It's like Samuel L. Jackson Unbreakable. I need to ask you a question.
0: Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, boy. it's, it's slippery out here. <laughs> I'm too old to experience a wrist fracture. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Yeah, we can do a soundscape
0: of an old man falling. <laughs> oh boy, I should have lived a long, healthy life. Oh, oh boy, I don't deserve this. Ah, I should be on the porch in Louisiana. Cars going by. <laughs> How much? Hey, are you-, you need a ride? Yeah, sure, please. Uh oh. Oh boy, he blew my ankles (laughs) out. In the legs of all places. I'm still alive. (laughs) Oh no, wolf's coming out of the bushes. (laughs) Uh oh. Oh man. Oh God. <laughs> I don't deserve it. It's <laughs> the side of a highway. And I'm, why was I even driving? <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. <laughs>
2: Just John Connor's wife, her mom's. (laughs)
0: Linda
2: Hamilton being dissolved The skeleton.
0: The whole world was was blown away by a nuclear bomb. And I'm still alive. (laughs) Nothing but a charred wolf corpse and a bunch of dead cars. (laughs) I don't deserve (sighs) this. (laughs) <laughs> more cars <laughs> oh, More cars <laughs> It's Clem, the car <laughs> your, There's your blackout yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My cat except, drives the except, car by p- Except pouring the battery drive driving on the side of a highway Oh, the radiation's setting in <laughs> Oh, there goes my hand There goes my nose <laughs> Oh, my eyeball came off. I don't deserve this. Boy, I've lived a long, healthy life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he keeps remarking what a long and healthy life he had. I don't deserve it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little bit of applesauce.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, there Why? Why is that so cleansing? That was such Mm. all the death anxiety (laughs) that remembering my (laughs) dream (laughs) stirred back up for me was gone. Just comically laughing at an old man
2: dying in the worst way. The prerequisite was that when we're old, we're ready to go, and then you know
0: that's what it's going to be. You watch everybody die around you, and all (sighs) the the cars become ghost cars (laughs) driven by (laughs) cats. Driven by cats. Oh, except paying the is driving by the highway. <laughs> I don't deserve deserve it <laughs> Will
1: you we end the show by saying Keep it crispy. Would you please do a letter from the nun and about Schmidt, dear Mr. Schmidt, whatever you want to yeah, say, yeah. and then at the end say keep it crispy and that'll be our show.
0: Dear Pete Holmes, I had such a fantastic time on your podcast. <laughs> I want you to know that I laughed very much. That I enjoyed listening to myself with your Sony headphones. That I enjoyed doing impressions of famous movies like Awakenings. And I'm fully aware I sound like Miss Piggy Aged in South Africa. And I just want to say, keep it crispy. Love. <laughs> <laughs> now say it as the old man. <clears throat> hey, guys, I really enjoy my time on the podcast. <laughs> Keep it crispy. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> A nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm crispy. Charred <laughs> a, a black. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, God. We have to go to bed. I know. Let's get out of we here. We all have to go to bed. Let's go. This Thank poor you. dog has just slept. <laughs> Thank you so
2: much. Thank you. Oh, God. you're so crispy
0: my ice wanna Now leaving Nerdist.com